episode 232 the q a podcast my name is anthony sitting right across from me via zoom as always is my pal de quincy hello everybody we're back i'm surrounded by wires around my legs <laughs> <laughs> those are all the stuff that goes into making a podcast how you doing man? <laughs> i'm good man just um counting down the clock oh uh, yeah what you counting down to my good friend Trade deadline. I figured that was the obvious joke, but I was like, maybe he's thinking of something I'm not thinking of. <laughs> no, SummerSlam next Saturday. Yeah, Great American Bash tonight. Yeah. So we've all seen the news. Uh, it's been a crazy couple of days in Major League Baseball. Teams going for it. Team throwing in the towel. So we're going to talk about a couple of the big trades that have happened um, right now. And then we're also going to try to make some trades for the next 24 hours. The trade deadline ends. You sure it's Monday? I'm pretty sure it's Monday. All right. I thought it was Tuesday at like three, but you might. I'll go with you. If you're you're wrong, but people will know. I'll blame you. I'll look it up right now. All right. Go ahead. (laughs) It is... Uh, it is August 1st that must be new Tuesday your boy was right once again Anthony tried to come on here and lie to you my good people he lies to you I always thought it was the last day of July and then August 1st would be the day of uh, you know like post trade like there was always those uh, like waiver trades or something like that. Yes, because I believe this was the original waiver trade deadline. The trade deadline used to be earlier. Mm-hmm. And then they put them all, they decided, nope, we're just going to have one trade deadline at the end of July. Yeah, it's like, if you you know, you're still going to be making moves. Just what are we doing? <laughs> yeah. But we got the one trade lines coming up on Tuesday. So. First off, let's talk about the big trade. You know, the Texas Rangers have decided to throw a boulder into our calm pool, trading not only for Max Scherzer, but today, about 40 minutes before we started recording, news broke that they also traded for Jordan Montgomery from the St. Louis Cardinals. But let's start with the Scherzer. Let's start with the Scherzer uh, deal. When you first heard about it, what did you think? I was surprised, honestly. I, um, you know, I know there were talks of the Mets moving one, if not both of their, you know, high-priced starting pitchers, mm-hmm. and uh, I guess, I guess I just, I just didn't see it coming from Texas. I mean, it makes all the sense in the world if you're going for it. You're still in first place. You're going to be in first place at the end of today, Sunday, then you know, win or lose because the Astros are losing. Pretty pretty handedly right now. Correction, Astros just lost pretty handily. Oh, they just lost. Okay, so 
uh, win or lose, the Rangers are still going to be in first place. Um, and, you know, this is their best shot in what? Seven years? Is that when they, I think? 2015. Yeah. Uh, so eight years. So, um, no, it makes sense. I get it. Uh, I still think that the Astros, well, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about the Astros later, but for Texas, um, I mean, obviously it's, it's a, it's a big deal because one, it shows your fans, shows your team that you're going for it. Um, two, you found a short-term replacement for, you know, your other high priced free agent that you signed, you know, during this past off season with, uh, Jacob deGrom, who had been out, uh, was, was, you know, he, he went on the IL early in the season with a blown out elbow. Um, you get a guy with experience with championship experience. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, I mean, it, it's, it makes all the sense in the world for them to, to go for it. Yeah. And, I can... Go ahead. I gotta say the first thing when I saw the news floating down, um, Twitter, or X as it's being called right now. Um, I was just, you know, momentarily taken aback by the Mets actually making this trade. Sure. I know that the owner, Steve Cohen, had said a couple weeks ago, like, if it looks like we're sellers, we'll sell and everything. But I didn't think he would actually, you know, stick to his word and, and send such so much money away from the team. So I guess good on you for recognizing a sunk cost is a sunk cost and get out of here. It's not going to do us any good. We get the prospect back and they got back. Um, I believe it was. Let me check. Luis Angel Acuna. And that last name sounds familiar. That's because that is um, Acuna from the Braves. That's his little brother. Yeah. Ronald Acuna Jr. That's his little brother. So he's going to the Mets. So he's going to the Mets. So going to the Mets for getting the high value prospect and for their aging pitcher. And for, for the Rangers, um, you know, you're you're they're all in. They're trying to make a run at the World Series. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't blame for make this move. I think the only thing I'm I can say is like, man, I I, I hope he turns it around for you. Uh, I mean, Scherzer has the ERA right now of 4.01. And you look at his FIP and his ex-FIP, all the underlying numbers are like, yeah, that's exactly where he needs, he should be. In fact, his FIP says he's getting a little lucky because his FIP is like over four and a half runs. Mm -hmm. And he's given up more, I think the most home runs in the league. He's, he's had a, this is like the worst uh, walk rate that he's had in a regular season since 2018. I don't count 2020. That was a weird ass season. <laughs> no. So overall, intent and purpose to me, it looks like you're getting a name value, but you're actually getting the value on the field that you need. Look, you know, trade deadline acquisitions are always risky. You know, like you, you run the risk of messing with team chemistry. You run the risk of the you know the uh, the player you acquired to not play out. You know to not you know work out. I mean, in some most a lot of cases it has worked out. I mean, Verlander was a you know trade deadline acquisition. They won the World Series, but then you look at Juan Soto in San Diego. You know he got traded at the deadline, and you know he you know was of no help to them. 
you know, uh, last year or this, I should, that's not fair. San Diego has a lot of problems. Minnesota isn't one of them. And, and they, they're just trying to throw all the money at it. And it's just not, not remedying the uh, situation. But um, yeah, I mean, you know, it, it, it works out sometimes and sometimes it doesn't. And it's going to be interesting to see what, you know, uh, a high priced, Frontline starting pitcher in his forties um, is going to bring to the to the table, you know, the final two months of the season. It's it's, you know, sense or no sense. It it has it's it was a move that the Rangers had to make to you know at least galvanize everybody and just and just you know just say they're a serious they're a serious franchise. They're actually trying put everybody on notice that you know we are you know. We intend on seeing this whole thing out, play this whole thing out. Um, you know, so we'll, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. And I, and you're right. I was kind of, I was pretty surprised myself to see the Mets become sellers all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, <laughs> you would think that an owner with all the richest owner in, in baseball um, would, uh, you know, try and throw some more money at at, at the problem uh, yeah. that is the New York Mets. But um, you know, he's he's obviously a, a great businessman for a reason because, as, as you alluded to, you know, he he recognizes some costs and uh, it's time to move on. But it's yeah. still surprising, nevertheless. Yeah. So looking at the rotation right now, like some of you. I'm on fan grass right now in the start of rotation. They got like seven players. That's not going to fly. It's going to be Max Scherzer, Jordan Montgomery. We know those two are going to be in there. I would say the other three stars are going to be Martin Perez, Dane Dunning, and is Josh, is John Gray or uh, Andrew Heaney? Or maybe they go to a six-man rotation for a little bit, keep everybody fresh. They can always do that. Um, that's that's the good problem of having a surplus of starters. You know, you can you can go six-man if you need to. The Astros have done it in the past. Um, you know, it, it's again, it's a good problem to have. Mm-hmm. And with the uh, the Jordan Montgomery acquisition, I mean, it strengthens your rotation. And it, you know, it reinforces all the things we talked about, you know, in terms of, you know, going forward, blah, 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 blah. But also, you know, they just lost their their best pitcher. So, you know, you know, this whole season, uh, Nathan Ivaldi, um, with, was it elbow inflammation? So he's on the IL now, but, you know, you hear elbow and a pitcher um, and you just, you, you get know. a little nervous. You get a lot, a little nervous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Everything you do makes sense. So, I want to ask you: Where do you think they stack in the American League right now? In the American League, um, they're definitely man. I mean, they're definitely top five. I think they are not as good as the Rays. Um. And still not as good as the Astros, even though, you know, the record would would say otherwise. All right, let's play a little game. Okay. Let's go to 
who would you rather take? Uh, so I'm going to I'm just gonna say the Rangers. I'm going to say American League team. You tell me which one. All right. Who would I rather face? Who would you who you think would win? Oh, OK. All right. So uh, there. Uh, Rangers versus the Twins, who are 54 and 53 in the AL Central. No, you take the Rangers. Rangers versus the Guardians, who are 53 and 53 and a half a game behind the Twins in the Central. The Rangers. I mean, you might as well just count yeah. count out the entire American League <laughs> Temple. Uh, fair. Uh, the Rangers versus the Rays, who after today's win, I believe it'll be 65 and 44. I'm not sure if this is upgraded yet. And took two out of three against the Astros this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, I would I would go with the Rays. Uh, you say Rays? Okay. Rangers versus the Orioles, 63 and 41. Ooh, man. Um, I think I go with the Orioles just because they've been pretty hot lately. The Orioles are such a wild card. Like I like once they get in the playoffs, I can believe anything. A young team goes out in the first round. Sure, I believe it. A young team that doesn't know any better goes all the way to the World Series. Believe that too. Like I have no like the my expectations for the Orioles. It's it's such a wide range. Um, Rangers versus the Astros. We already know where you're going there. You big homer. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm sorry. The, the Rays have the standings are. We, we, I mean, so the Rays are 64 and 44. I'm sorry. I said the standings have been updated. So the Rays are at currently 64 and 44. Okay. And the Astros, do they not uh, have the season lead on? 42, I believe. And a team we'll talk about a little. Bit, a team we'll talk about a little bit later. Rangers versus the Angels, who are currently fifty-five and fifty-one in third place in AOS. Uh, I would. I would still. I would go with the Rangers. Yeah. Oh man. Oh, I forgot the. <laughs> I did not pay attention to all the ALEs. Blue Jays versus the Rays. Blue Jays fifty-nine and seventy. Fifty-nine and forty-seven. My apologies. Third in the AL East. Um, I think I go with the the Blue Jays. Ooh. Blue Jays look like they got Alex Manoa back on track, and Kevin Gosman's been pitching very well this year. Or you know, at least a lot of strikeouts. He's he's striking out a lot of players, a lot of batters, and that offense is just it's still very good. And then who's the Blue Jays, Red Sox, Red Sox, sneakily, 56 and 48. Blue Jays and Red Sox? I'm sorry, Rangers and Red Sox. My bad. Which Rangers one and Red Sox? Uh, the Rangers, yeah. Okay. Let's say like you got them firmly top three, top four. Yeah. I mean, right now, yeah, you know. That's all going to change once we see Scherzer in that Rangers uniform. Um, I'm not so much concerned about Jordan Montgomery. I mean, he should nice... be. He's, he's pitching better than Max Scherzer this year. <laughs> yeah, but you know Scherzer has that experience that that you really want out of you know out of a big time trade line you know acquisition. So. Um, you know, Montgomery is pitching very well. No, I mean, there's no doubt about it. He's on my fantasy team. I'm very well. I'm oh, very man. aware of how well he's pitching. Of course. 
<laughs> um, but you know, you get a guy like that to to shore up that that rotation after losing your two top starters. When's the last time Max Scherzer was in the postseason? Because it wasn't last year. It's 2019, right? With the no, the Mets made it. Oh yeah, the Mets did make it last year. I forgot they were a wild card team because they lost the oh, division okay. to Atlanta. Let's see. Let's check out what his um, playoff numbers were. Two thousand twenty-two. One game started when four and two thirds. <laughs> ERA of thirteen point five. Man's got blown up in that game. <laughs> yes. So how would you rank the Rangers? Gave up seven runs in that game. Good Lord. <laughs> how would I rank the Rangers? Yeah, after all these all this wheeling and dealing they've been doing. I think overall it's a slight upgrade. I'm just, I'm just looking at Max Scherzer's numbers. I'm like, is this the guy I'm supposed to fear in a playoff series if the Astros and Rangers happen to meet? Because I'm not scared of this guy. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like his name is bigger than his talent now. Yeah, I mean, look, if you ask me, if, if I was Texas, I would have preferred going after Verlander than Scherzer. Yeah. God, they got this is that was his worst. Uh, I, I don't. Even, I feel weird calling it a postseason run because only got in one game, but that was oof, giving up seven runs and four and two thirds. Not great. Worst postseason appearance. Like I might be proving to be wrong in the end, but right now. I'm, Congratulations, Rangers fans! You went out and got one of the best pitchers on the market. I'm just, I'm just not sure what he has left in the tank, you know. Right, right. And you know what? It doesn't hurt that uh, you got the Mets to, you know, agree to pay a large chunk of that salary of that contract. Yeah, yeah. I like how uh, one issue of the trade was since. Scherzer has a no trade clause in his contract. He could have just torpedoed the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So one thing's like the Rangers wanted him to he has a no trade. He also has an opt-in clause for next year. So the Rangers wanted him to opt in for next year. And he's like, no, no, this may go sideways the next two months. I want to have my freedom. And eventually the Rangers acquiesced and he keeps his trade out, his um, opt-out clause. I mean, they better make a de- a decent run because quite possibly they gave up one of their top 10 prospects for two months for Max Scherzer and, and he might implode in the playoffs then what? Right. But you brought up Verlander, so let's talk about him as well. So after the Max Scherzer uh, trade news dropped, all of a sudden, all the rumors start flying around that the Astros were in deep discussion and trying to get Justin Verlander from the Mets, basically getting the, the whole team back together. We already saw they traded for 
the return of Kendall Graveman, um, yep. which was a trade. Uh, let's talk about that trade real quick before we get into Verlander. Mm-hmm. Uh, personally, I like the I like the trade one for one too. for uh, Corey Lee because it was obvious that Corey Lee was not gonna play on this Astros team. He's yes. blocked. He's blocked at catcher by Yana Diaz at first base with uh, Jose Abreu, DH by everybody. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, the emergence of Yiner this year has surprised everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, and, it, you know, it made Coyley expendable. And if you can improve your bullpen now um, and improve it with, you know, an experienced arm, you know, in the postseason, you got to do it. You have to do it. Yeah, I think when Coyley comes up, he's either going to be – the the he's above average catcher like defensive wise, but when it comes to bat, he's either going to be a guy who hits two twenty to sell out for power, so he hits like two twenty with like twenty five home runs, or he goes the other way. He's a he's a catcher who hits like two eighty with three home runs a year. Like I feel like Yiner Diaz will do will blow him out of the water. Like if I had that, if you ask me which one of these two guys is going to be a perennial all star, I'm taking Diaz. Mm-hmm. So I was good with the trade, and uh, honestly, you go online, you see Astro fans talking about that. It that's all we can get. That's all we get for. It. I'm like, guys, there's still two days left. Now there's two days left. <laughs> no, I'm no. They keep they complaining about that's all we can get for uh, Corey Lee, and I'm like, well, first off, Grayman has an extra year of control. You know, he's got he got three year contract after being Houston, so Houston has him for the rest of this year and next year. So it's not like a rental. You actually get them for a little bit of time. And that's good because we have a lot of pitch uh, relief pitchers that are coming up next year. I think Stanek, um, Maton, and one other relief, uh, Naris. All three of them are free agents. Naris has a uh, an option, that a vesting option that he hit. But it's like it's eight million dollars. He can get out. He can get a two-year, you know, twenty million dollar contract, something like that. Yep. So he's definitely getting out. So we need somebody in the bullpen for next year. And they know Grayman. They see what he's done and before. They feel comfortable with him. And honestly, like I think the the um. The prevailing sense around Houston's um, farm system is it's not that good. So, like a top ten player for us might be uh, a eleven to twenty player in another system. Mm-hmm. So that might be the like I said before. I think the Astros, the whole trade down line is going to disappoint because it's generally regarded to have a, a weaker farm system than most teams. I still hold on to that. So all this Verlander stuff for me just feels like posturing because I don't think it's going to happen. And now we're back. Yeah, I mean, I was looking at the prospect ratings rankings for the the Astros. And after Drew Gilbert, like I don't recognize anybody. I don't know any any of these people. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that tends to happen when you, you know, when your team is doing well, and you yeah. got you know, 
Yeah. Yeah, so I remember those dark days when the Astros were winning 55 games a year. We knew all those big, those guys down in the minors. You paid attention to everybody from 1 to 30, you know. And you were like, man, I hope this guy pans out. I hope this, and, you know, few of them, uh, most of them did not. But, um, but you know, with a, a winning team now, it's like, uh, you know, the future is now. Like, the future, you know, we'll deal with that later. When when Altuve retires and you know Bregman's gone and and you know everyone else you know but right now we're we're living in the moment. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's good for us to live in the moment. But Dana Brown needs to be looking for the future. I don't want, right. like you say, eventually Altuve is going to retire. I don't want to look around and be like, oh well, we got no one down here. <laughs> that's what happened when um when Biggio retired. Biggio retired. Chris Burke was supposed to be the heir apparent that never happened, and then it became a oh, oh, uh, uh, Kaz Matsui. Kazuo <laughs> Matsui, that's exactly. It became a revolving door until Altuve hit the scene. Yep. Uh, but you hope someone like uh, the, the kid they drafted from Nebraska, Matthews? Yeah, Bryce Matthews. Bryce Matthews, that's right. Um, hopefully, you know, he'll, he'll... I don't know if he's going to settle in at second or if they're going to keep him there, but um, with the tools that he brings to the table, you know, it'd be nice if, if they kept him and developed him there. And, and there's your, you know, your next heir apparent. Yeah, that would be nice. But you're just as likely to be driving to be uh driving a semi truck and and instead of making it to the league, even if you're a first round pick, you know, right? Absolutely. We're still waiting around for Forrest Whitley to get it together. <laughs> I, I feel I fear I'm gonna have to eat the L on that one. It doesn't seem like that's ever gonna happen. I was gonna put Yeah. But, but back to Verlander, like from what from what reports I've seen, and honestly, I gotta admit, some of these reports might be just bullshit from one team or another trying to get the other one to to pony up their offer like the Astros just are trying to get the Mets to eat more money and also so Verlander has a deal it's a two-year deal for this year next year and also there's a vesting option for a third year if he hits 140 innings in 2024 mm-hmm. and so the Astros like they are so definitely afraid of going over those um, luxury tax barriers and doing everything they can to get the Mets to eat some more of that money but I'm, I'm like you guys don't have the prospects to buy or to get more money from the Mets like you're not trading Gil- Gilbert you're not trading Matthews so what else do we have yeah hey, I know some of the names down you know playing Sugar Land right now but I don't think those guys are like the focal point of a trade, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And you're not going to trade any of your young guys on the roster, like, you know, on the current roster. They've gotten you to this point. They've held it together. I think the only people on the current roster that may be tradable are Myers and Jokes. Yeah. But in terms of pitching, I mean. Uh, Yeah. Because if you're the Mets, you're going to want some pitching probably. If you're giving up both of your aces or, you know, your high-priced free agents, you know, you're probably going to want 
because you already got Acuna, the, the Acuna brother, who I imagine is a position player. Yeah, infielder. Infielder. So they'll probably want a, a pitcher in, in any kind of Verlander deal as well. So You can't have – <laughs> I can't even say you can't have them. It's like either they're – they're superstars like um, Valdez, not tradable. They're or they're broken like uh, Lance McCullers, who's broken and has a no trade clause. Your <laughs> uh, career day's making his way back, but I saw in the Astro broadcast he's pitched, I think, fourteen innings and in minors and given up seven earned runs. Not great. <laughs> So I don't. I think whatever you want is going to be in the minor leagues. I just don't. I don't think it's going to happen. Like I don't think Verland is coming back to Houston. Yeah, I mean, while it's a nice idea, it's a nice thought. Uh, I, you know, I don't. I don't know if it's going to happen. And honestly, if you're looking to shore up the rotation, right? Mm-hmm. Um. And if you look at, you know, the people that were mentioned, you know, in uh, at various stages of, you know, the the hot stove this this past month, you know, I don't think you have, I don't think the Astros have what it takes to get any of those players. Mm-hmm. I don't think they have the prospects to get even. Like, I don't think they could have gotten Marcus Stroman if he had been, you know. You know, if he was available, um, I don't even think they could have gotten Lucas Giolito. Marcus was... Stroman may have been available because ever since the Cubs came over from that London series, he mm. has been garbage. <laughs> like he even admits, <laughs> uh, I think it's like my slider hasn't been sliding like I want to. I'm like, oh, we can tell because he his last start against the White Sox, I think he gave up seven runs. It's not necessarily someone you want. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm like. I'm like the Cubs couldn't give him away now. I don't think I don't think they have enough. They would have had enough to get Giolito, who went to the Angels. Yeah, I don't. I think whatever player you're thinking of that you won the Astros, it's not going to happen because every t- other team can outbid them for that player. Right. Right. Uh, this just might be the team we're going to the playoffs with. So hope that um, Michael Brandley's shoulder can actually hold up to rehab this time mm-hmm. and just run with what we got. I, I, if it, or if anything, just no more injuries for Altuve and Jordan. <laughs> uh, yeah, cross your fingers and toes for that one. Yeah. Brantley, I'm, you know, I'm, I've, I think that's a, a sunk cost this year. Yeah. Even. You know, I, I wouldn't even consider counting on him to make an appearance this season. Like, these players have gotten you to this point. And it's not like Jordan starting the season and, you know, starting off strong and then getting injured and missing time and then coming back. I mean, this is a guy who hasn't been 
hasn't played all year, you know, and that's a big difference than someone coming back, you know. The guys that you have have gotten you there and they've, you know, they've earned their spots to, you know, to hang on to. Yeah, because even if Bradley, what, you know, they come out tomorrow and say everything's okay, he's 100%, he's still going to have to spend, what, a, a week, a week and a half in AAA swinging yep. the bat again in order to get back. So he wouldn't be back until halfway through August. And it's like, oh, we, well, we got six weeks left. I hope you can put it together. <laughs> right. I'm with you. Whatever we get from, if we get anything, it's a plus, but I'm not expecting anything. No. And also, it's another year where the Astros farm system is ranked like bottom 10. And it's another year where a rookie player comes up and helps stabilize the team. JP France has been incredible for this team. Yep. I just want to pay some respect before we move on. And like everything you wanted Forrest Whitley to be, you got right there. <laughs> As, uh, so you brought the Angels. Let's talk about the Angels. Earlier it was earlier last week. They basically announced we're not moving Shohei Atani. We're going for putting all our chips in the table. They trade for Lucas Giolito. I think we, if I remember correctly, we both agreed that was what the Angels were going to do. They're going to go all in, even though we disagreed on whether they should have. Right, and at the end of the day, this is this is this is going to be talked about for decades. I think. Um. At the end of the day, it was the right move. It was the right move to hang on to him, in my opinion, because do you really want to be the the owner, the general manager that trades Babe Ruth again, you know? Yeah, I, I can't disagree with that. My only yeah. thing was like, once you do that, you're basically – once you say that, I can't be the guy who did this, you're letting your ego get in the way. Sure. And we've we've watched sports all alive. We've seen too many teams being wrecked by ego in the front office and on the floor. Mm-hmm. And on the flip side of that, like if you want to look at it, if you want to put that aside, that issue, I mean, was there any amount of you know um fair value compensation to get in return for Shohei? No, I don't think there is. It's impossible because if you're the angels, you're selling him like, hey, this is Shohei Itani. This is the unicorn. He's one, he's the best hitter and best pitcher. He's the anchor of your staff. He's the anchor of your lineup, blah, blah, blah. And now your team is like, but we're only going to get him for two months. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, there was just no way you're going to get fair value. The only way that you're going to, the angels could have done that is if they traded him during the offseason last year. But, we don't have a time machine, so right. So I understand where the Angels were. They probably, honestly, what happened was they got a bunch of offers for Shohei. The offers weren't what they wanted, so they were like, "Fuck it, we're gonna go for it." And yeah, I think it's the right call. And um, and then I think at the end of the day, 
you know, from a PR standpoint, if you offer Shohei Watani $500 million and he turns it down, the Angels can say, hey, we, we offered him all the money. Yeah, and he we, still said no. We tried. Okay. It wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't like we insulted him by putting a Atlanta Brave. Here's we want you for ten years, five dollars an hour offer. We actually <laughs> tried. He said yeah. no, and so we gotta go on. We gotta move on. And yeah, I co- they did the right thing. They have all the right things to say. So, so hey, well, would you take the salary that Hank Aaron made back in the seventies for the next fifteen years? Yeah. His rookie year, make sure. This is the fifties. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I, I can't disagree with you right there. You, you're correct. They did, they did the right thing keeping him now. Yeah, they traded for like they traded for Lucas Giolito. They're for sure gonna have to do, pull in some more moves. They're behind in the wild card. They're behind in the AL West. Do you think, like, what's the trade they need to do in order to make the playoffs this year? The, the Angels. Yeah. Um. And I think you know. The trial comes back. He's healthy. Rendon comes back for better or worse. He's healthy. What else do you need to do to get this team? Like, even if those three guys play at MVP levels, I don't know if that's enough to make room to make a run at the wild card. It's not, and I think they they made the they did a great job getting Giolito, who you know, uh, you know, I think will benefit from from this new start, this fresh start. Um, so there's your number two guy, I think. And then, honestly, if you know, if you're looking at what else they needed to do, what else they need to do, I would say that you know, and and it's not going to happen because they just said they just said it's not going to happen. Um, I think Cody Bellinger would have been someone to go after. Mm-hmm. World Cheer- World Series championship playoff experience, uh, playing his best baseball since 2020 or 2019. Yeah. Um, has pretty much turned it around and would be dangerous in the middle of that lineup with Trout, with Otani, with maybe Rendon. Left-handed hitter, you know, to to pair with Otani to further complement or to complement Trout and Rendon. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that would have been the guy to go after. But the Cubs just announced, I think, today that he's off the market. Um, but an impact bat like that to put in the middle of the lineup um, would have would should be your next move if if the Angels if you're the Angels and you're looking to, you know, uh, really make a go at it. Yeah, I'm a fan graphs right now. I'm looking at uh, the Angels playoffs odds. Uh, Right now at twelve point eight percent, and they're currently projected to finish the season tied with the Mariners eighty three and seventy nine. 
that would tie for third place in the AL West. That would not get them a um a playoff um a wild card. Like they still need to do something. But I just don't know what there's what I don't know what they have left to sell off to bring something in. And honestly, I'm looking through these playoff odds. I don't know who the hell they're trading with. Because you start going through, through these teams that you think are going to be sellers, like, okay, what do they have? In fact, let's go through all these teams right now. Why don't we? <laughs> all right. Major League Baseball, going through all 13 Going, th- I'm looking at them through their um, fan graph playoff odds. We're going all the way down to the bottom. There are currently mm-hmm. four teams with a 0% chance of making the playoffs. They are the Royals, the Athletics, the Rockies, and the Nationals. Ooh. Royals, Athletics, Rockies, and Nationals. I mean... I mean, I could think of maybe Ryan McMahon from the Rockies just because he's got some pop in his bat. But how much is he benefiting from playing in Colorado? Exactly. He's, you know, he's a second baseman. I mean, look, Nolan Arenado is really the only guy that has shown it wasn't just the ballpark, you know. Like, he's he's actually been a very good hitter with, with St. Louis, you know, years after leaving Colorado. But anybody else, who knows? It's a crapshoot. Yeah, I agree with you. I'm looking at these four teams. I, all I can think of is the same thing. There's a reason why all four of these teams have 0% odds to make the playoffs. They all stink. I can't think <laughs> of one player from any of these teams that would make yeah. another team better. Mm-hmm. Uh, keep going up. White Sox with a, a, zero, a 0.1% chance of making the playoffs. Let me go over to this face. See the White Sox. Let's see who who they have available. I know they were talking about uh, Tim Anderson. Mm. I was better. Like I love Tim Anderson for his on the field shenanigans, but he has not been good this year. Right. And um, let me let me take a look real quick. Tim Anderson, two forty five average, two eighty six on base, one home run, ten stolen bases this year. Yeah, yeah I mean, one home. How many home runs? One. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're the uh, Angels' second baseman. This year is playing better, and he's hitting two twenty eight with nine home runs. I mean, he's already got a leg up on on Anderson. Look at the same Luis Robert Jr. I think he's the best player that the White Sox have, and for all I've heard from White Sox reporters, like they have no interest in trading him or um, Dylan Cease. Yeah, I mean, I get it. If you if you really want to retool and build around those guys, because um, other than that, you really don't have much much else.
So I can't see anything they have worth trading for. For uh, moving up, 0.4% chance made to play off the Pittsburgh Pirates. <laughs> Their <laughs> only player is, is injured. <laughs> Broke oh. his leg. Oh, Cruz. Oh, what about um their center fielder? What's his name? Well, he just got a big deal, so he he's not can trade Brian Reynolds. Mm-hmm. My bad. Yeah, I'm looking through this. I'm like, God, the Pittsburgh Pirates have been so bad. They have like a couple of years of relevance. It's like back in the dumpster with you, <laughs> right? The, the uh, Detroit Tigers. Jeez, I can't name anybody. Uh, Baez, <laughs> and that's it. Nobody wants that. He has an opt out after this year, and he's definitely. Uh, no, he's an opt in, and he's he's got. I think after this, he's still got three more years, and like eighteen or nineteen million. He's definitely taking that money. Mm-hmm. Tigers with a 1.6% chance to make the playoffs. And the last team in the single digits, St. Louis Cardinals, 2.4% chance. Uh, well, they just got rid of Jordan Montgomery. And I mean, I, Nolan Arenado not getting traded. He's right. not getting traded. Goldschmidt isn't going anywhere. You think? Because the Arenado news, they came out and said he wasn't going anywhere. Oh, okay. Well, Goldsmith does have a few more years on him. Goldsmith is what? He's, what, 34, I want to say? I thought he was older than that. I thought maybe he was 36. Right out in a minute, as soon as Fangrass gets done loading. I know he's he's older than that. He's like a wrestler. He's older than, I think, uh, 35. 35, okay. So right in between, right in the middle. Mm. Um, I don't know. The Angels have the prospects bringing in Goldsmith. Let's see. You don't know either. I, I don't. But I think if you are going to go after someone from the Cardinals, obviously it would be Goldsmith. If if he hasn't been explicitly, you know, pulled off the you know the the market or out of the market. And then the teams above the Cardinals, two very disappointing teams this season. The Mets, 12.9% odds, and the Mariners, 14.2%. Oh. Yeah, I got to take a second. I remember at the beginning of the year where we were doing our over-unders, we both went over the Mariners. And I was like, I don't know what these computers see because we're using the, uh, what, the Pecota model and they had yep. them like a 500 team i was like oh no this team they're gonna they're gonna have you know run they're gonna be in the in contention for the al west and i will never disagree with our computer overlords ever again so i'm looking at it mm-hmm. they had um they had texas at 79 wins mm-hmm. they had Seattle at 83 wins and the Angels at 86 wins. Whew. 
okay, the the robot over our robot overlords went one for three. Yeah. But the Mariners, yeah, I was thinking about this the other day. The Mariners are having the 2016 Houston Astros season from hell. Mm-hmm. Uh, the year before you win the wild card series, and then you get the next uh level and you lose at home. And disappointment, although I think Houston lost to the Worlds in five games. I believe so. In 2000, yeah, in 2015, the Mariners got swept. You got high expectations because you made the playoffs for the first time in a really long time. And then the following season, everything just goes to shit. The (laughs) Pistons never fire correctly. Everything's out of the sorts. That's exactly what's happening to them. We know the Mariners aren't selling. No, there's, I mean, they'd be crazy too. I mean, they're still really young and still pretty good. They just gave, didn't they give uh, Luis Castillo a contract extension? Yes. You know, you've got your, your ace and you've got your, you know, Superstar and Julio Rodriguez. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So I think that they'll bounce back next year. Uh, mm-hmm. The Mets, I mean, they're already selling. The problem with the Mets is they have a lot of high priced people that I don't know if the Angels can fit under luxury tax. It seems like Artie Moreno does not want to have to pay that number. Yeah. I mean, if anything, if you. If you had to choose between their current shortstop, who's Zach Neto, oh, he's a rookie. Mm-hmm. Um, or or Francisco Lindor. I mean, I still think you take Neto because he is a rookie and he is, you know, immensely underpriced compared to uh, compared to Lindor. And then everyone above the Angels, I think, are buyers. Cubs, like we already talked about, they're not getting, but they're not selling Bellinger uh, or Strowman. The Reds, you might talk into having a sales job, but I don't know. The Guardians are still in it. The Yankees are still in it. Padres are still trying. God bless them. And the Red Sox, Diamondback, Marlon, Phillies. Yeah, you go up the list and it's like, okay, you don't have any more sellers here. Yeah. The Padres finished a job tonight and sweep the Rangers. They might fool themselves thinking they're still in this and, you know, leave their team intact, try to make a run at a wild card position. Mm-hmm. And the Reds, who knows? The Reds fans hate Reds ownership so much. If they could storm the castle and tar and feather them, they would. Going back to Angels, like, I don't know what their next move is. There's so many buyers and so few sellers. That's what the extra wild card for the, you know, the play-in team is. That's what it's for. That's what it was designed for. Yeah, but my problem is if you have this many buyers and so few sellers, you're not going to get 
like the trade deadline that you want. Like eventually it's gonna be coming time. It's like okay, well we got twenty two teams and it eight out of it, <laughs> and those eight suck, so they don't have any like high value players. So I guess it's Shohei Otani. Oh, he's on the good team. Yeah. How do you feel about the Angels' chances to make the playoffs? Low, like me? Yeah. I mean, I commend them for not blowing it all up and, and mm-hmm. uh, sticking with Otani. And not only that, but, you know, sticking with, with Trout, you know, like showing Trout even. Like, look, we're committed to, to you too, like to, you know, getting you in the playoffs as well. Um, but I just, I think the Astros and Rangers are just, they're too much for that team right now. And they've already proven it. I mean, the Astros have taken care of business against the Angels. And I believe, I wouldn't be surprised if the the Rangers have too. Sorry, I'm just checking. Uh, social media, see if there's any trades that happen while we're talking. So, yeah, this is our uh, trade deadline super spectacular podcast episode, which is crazy to say considering there are still two more days. Yeah, <laughs> wouldn't that suck if, if, um, oh, it's gonna happen. I know what you're gonna say. Would it suck if there was some big trade as you present the angels and- reversed course? <laughs> And went ahead and traded Otani. They're definitely not doing that. But what's going to suck is I'm going to put this thing out on Monday. And then 15 minutes after that, there's going to be some huge league breaking trade. That's going to make this podcast completely irrelevant. I can already (laughs) feel it. It's coming. I'm like, oh, Justin Verlander is going to be traded to the Astros. 15 minutes after I push public, Jeff Passan is going to be breaking down the Astros met trade. Right. So before we get out of here, are there any trades that you would like to see? Any trades I would like to see? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, show Shohei Otani to the Astros. Any feasible <laughs> trades that you would like to okay, see? Okay, there we go. Now we're talking. <laughs> um, man. Uh, that's a tough one. Mm-hmm. That, it really is um, because I, I think the trade that I wanted to see the most that is now not happening is the Astros trading for Strowman and Bellinger. Yeah. Just A, I think that would make the team better. Of course. And B, I would, I would love to be a fly on the wall watching Bellinger come into the uh, Astros clubhouse just to right. see how everyone reacts to that. See how he handles it, you know. Yeah. What are his first words when he walks into that clubhouse? Hey, <laughs> you know, just I'm sure, like playing with coin because we're fans. We're like, oh man, they're gonna, they're gonna, you know, get into it. Uh, Two is gonna be there, gripping a bat, ready to go for his shins. But it'll probably be like all cool handshakes and hugs and shit like that. Ah. <sighs> Honestly, the only thing I think about this Astros team is like, okay, so we're assuming that Brantley's not coming back. So let's get the, let's get another hitter. 
and would you rather have, get a starting pitcher and then move either Hunter Brown or Kude when he comes back, move them into a bullpen role, or would you get a bullpen piece? Starter. Starter? We've already got we've already I think we've already shorn up the bullpen that more than we need to, you know, or or um not more than, but just like you know, I think we've done enough for the bullpen. I think that's you know, adding Graveman was what we needed, someone like that. Um but man, I mean, you know, you, you need someone to to eat away innings going down the stretch. You're all like there's a problem. We've seen we've we've seen this problem. Like back in twenty was it uh, twenty nineteen or was it twenty twenty one, right? No, nineteen. When did the Astros lose to the oh no, it was twenty twenty one. because you Berlander, were ju- you're jumping yeah. through time over here, buddy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was twenty twenty one because you know McCullers was the ace all year and then he goes down. You know, Framber wasn't ready at that time. Garcia was still a rookie. Um, Javier, they were, you know, pinballing back and forth from bullpen to the rotation. Um, And so, like, all the young guys that you had in that rotation um, weren't ready for that that moment. They weren't ready to handle all that. And um, I think if you can add, you know, a starter, I think you you help your chances chances of avoiding that this year because you know how much longer can can Brown hold up? Can France hold up? Can Belak hold up? You know before their inexperience shows and you know they 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 get picked apart by some playoff team. You know, I'm on the athletic. Framber and Javier. I think we'll be good to go by the postseason. I think they'll have everything sharp and intact. Um, but you typically need three starters to to pull this thing off. Yeah, and I would like more than that just to, you know, just to be safe. Mm-hmm. So I'm on the athletic, um, just looking at the names. Like the, they have the 10, what they call. 10 best available starting pitchers. So I'm just going down and look at this list. So first one is Justin Verlander. We know the Astros end on him. Um, number two, Drake Snell. And to say they've just had these names out here. We don't have any idea who's uh, if the Potters are buying and selling, buying right. or selling. I think they're going to buy. I think they're not selling anything, but they still have him up here. Blake Snell. I also think he's out of the Astros range. Like, mm-hmm. like the one thing that's saving grace with the Verlander thing is, is he has a no trade clause, just like Max Scherzer has one. Right. Because if it was just prospects, baby, Astros wouldn't have a chance. <laughs> yeah. uh, number three, Marcus Stroman, but we already spoke about him, not getting traded. Four, Dylan Cease. Astros don't have enough. Mm-hmm. Five, uh, someone's had a bounce back this year. Eduardo Rodriguez, left-hander for the Tigers. That could be an option. I mean, you know, the Astros got Verlander for a lot less. Yeah. 
for a kid who I don't think he's even played in the big leagues yet. And Rodriguez also has an opt-out, so got to add that into uh, the equation. Tigers are like, we want this for him. Look how great he's pitched. Area team's like, he could leave after right. two months. Uh, okay. Number six, Mitch Keller of the Pirates. I don't even know who that is. Or what kind of excuse me, or what kind of season he's having. Thanks for asking. Currently 97 with a 397 ERA, 145 strikeouts, and 133 innings. All right, so he's um his best season to date. It looks like. I could have made up those numbers. You have no idea who this man is. No idea. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this guy was five and twelve, five and eleven the past two years. Um he's also under team control through twenty twenty-five. Hey, I mean it's it's worked with um Charlie Morton. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was able to turn his turn his career around. Uh number seven, Jack Flannerty. From the Cardinals. No thought of Mr. Flannery? No. Um, well, let me ask you real quick. Uh, who was the fifth player? Who was uh, the fifth player that you mentioned? Uh, Eduardo Rodriguez. After Rodriguez. Um, Mitch Keller. Right, right. After, but after Rodriguez, I think most... Uh, most fans are not going to be wowed by anybody you, you acquire. And I think um, that is something that um, I don't think, no, I mean, no, never mind. I, I was going to say that the Astros might take into consideration, mm-hmm. but really they wouldn't and they shouldn't. Um, but I think anybody after Rodriguez and, you know, they, they fans are going to sound a lot like me. Like, um, who, what? Like, you know, just. Honestly, I think that's aware. Honestly, I think that's fine because Chandler Rome pointed this out. Go look at the last two Astros uh, trade deadlines. They really haven't traded for a knock you down, unbelievable player. Right, no, not at all. I think the last time they did that was when they Garrett traded Cole. for Garrett Cole, but that was an yeah. off-season deal. Mm-hmm. Astros, like, they're not. It, they don't need like a superstar to come in. They actually mm-hmm. just need like good role players. As long as everybody else does their part, they can make it to the World Series and win the damn thing. So that's why I'm like. People are like, oh man, God, the, they're not getting his big name. And I'm like, if they got Eduardo Rodriguez and he was their number four and he just yeah. eight innings, like you, you would love that. And there's another guy on here, his number eight, who I would like to see is Michael Lorenzen, also from the Tigers. Okay. He's, he's 31. He's the all star this year. It's like his career, his best year, uh, 358 ERA. And 18 starts, like I think that's the guy you 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 can plug in this team, and like he becomes a saw a solid playable a player. Jordan Montgomery was number nine; he's already gone. Mm-hmm. Number ten, Brady Singer of the Royals, who's 
not great. No. You are over five, unfortunately, but he does play for the Royals. So you, you might have big reason. You give him to a team with, uh, you know, an actual um, player progression system, he might be something. Mm-hmm. No, no. I don't think the Astros need to trade for Justin Verlander. I think if they went out there and they got like Rodriguez or um, Lorenzen, they'd be just fine. You know, like looking, you said, looking at, we need someone that can eat the innings. And looking at these numbers, mm-hmm. I think, man, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind the Astros going after after a Rodriguez, a Keller. Or a Jack Flaherty. And, you know, another thing for me that, you know, I, we, we talk about. Um, actually, I, let me double check on Rodriguez. But I know for sure with Flaherty and Keller. Um, okay, Rodriguez. Okay, so with Ke- uh, Keller and Flaherty, they're both 27. Like, they're still young. They're guys that you could, you know, if they had any kind of impact at the end of this season, mm-hmm. guys that you could, you know, look forward to having going into, you know, into 2024 and beyond. Um, Rodriguez is 30. That's not, I mean, that's not, uh, that's not a terrible age. That's, I mean, he's right in his prime. You know, that's, that's a great age too. Um, but, I, you know, looking at these numbers, looking at ages and stuff, I, I wouldn't mind. Going after a Keller, going after a Flaherty, you know, guys that are probably, you know, with team friendly contracts as well, um, and guys that are starting pitchers, they're they're true starting pitchers this year. Yeah, just need someone to come in and not blow up. <laughs> that would be ideal. Yeah, that'd be ideal. Yeah, I think I like I said before, and I'll say it again. I think we're in for a very low key Astros trade deadline. I don't see Verlander happening. I I don't Verlander may not get traded at all. Like that's more like to happen to him as he get traded. Yeah, I feel like there's just there's so much money. I mean, they would have to. Agree to you know take take on so much of that contract. And he's got what three years? Um, he's got one year and a option for the next. So he's got this year, next year guaranteed, and then he has a vesting option for a third year. Right. Okay, that's right. That's right. Yeah, I mean, you know, any team that's taking him on. Uh, would have to say you gotta, you gotta pony up for this. <laughs> a little, a little change our way, Mister Cohen, right, right. please. Yeah, I agree with you. Anything else? I, th- I think that's it, man. You know, I'm always excited around this time of the baseball season. You know, just to see, just to see if anything happens. You know, not just for the Astros, but just. You know, for the sport of baseball in general, yeah, it would have been interesting. I, I think our this episode would have been way more uh, intriguing if uh, Shohei was still on the board or still on, you know, on the table. But that's not the case, and that but that's okay. That's okay. 
Um, Shohei Otanis are not always, you know, um, they're not always talked about being available this late in the season, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. All right. So we're done here. We're going to get off. Um, one thing we're, we'll, we'll have podcast next week. Cause I already have it planned out. Okay. It's something that you've already asked for. So we're going to do it. Oh, we're bringing back the tier maker. And we, there are, we go. We are tearing wrestlers. Oh, yes, we're gonna do that next week. I speak in my language. Yes. So we're we're a lot of fun. I have, I have many ideas to tear. I just don't want to do them all because I don't want to be like, "Welcome to the tear podcast." Now, <laughs> right, right, right. you know. But yeah, so next week we'll be tearing wrestlers, um, all the way from way back when to now. So it should be a hell, hell of a lot of fun. I can't see where I can't wait to see where we disagree. <laughs> <laughs> be great. It's gonna be a good one, definitely. Yeah. Uh, and thank you all for listening, downloading, sharing all that stuff. Uh, you can wherever you're listening to leave a five star review. Helps us in the algorithm get our name out there, so we keep doing this. Keep keep bringing you guys more of these delightful podcasts. And so Absolutely. we'll be we'll be back next week. Wrestling time. And it shall be a blast. For Anthony, I'm De Quincy. Later.